0: And welcome to the latest episode of the Lock-In Podcast. And if the snow keeps coming down, we may well end up being locked in physically. With me as ever are my co-hosts, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Heath is phoning it in yet again because despite having recently bought himself a brand new 4x4 Chelsea tractor, he's afraid of driving it in the snow. How are those grants, by the way, Heath? Have you got that money in yet? (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's the look on his face. It's gonna kill me later. Uh, James meanwhile came in on his motorbike, but given the amount of scarring on his head he's not too
1: worried about adding to his good looks. How, true, is, true. how is that big scab that you fell off your bike the other day, didn't you? I did, yes, quite some time ago. A bit of life or death there, but well we joke about it now. S- sadly for you, I <laughs> so please don't forget to
0: subscribe to this podcast using the links on the homepage please do share with your friends and colleagues and leave comments and questions as well so in this issue we're going to be looking at the staycation and tourism opportunity for the pub and bar sector obviously because grant chaps this week basically cancelled everyone's holidays destroyed the holiday market by telling people not to book so what better time for us to talk about the uh, staycation opportunity i think uh, we've timed this one particularly well um before we do that though there's plenty of things that have been going on this week and we'll have a little bit of a chat about that with the team here um i mean
1: what how are things for you guys at the moment generally how's trade been it's yeah okay still been steady on takeaways we're revamping the menu down here this week um very much groundhog day though yeah it's starting to feel like that isn't it yeah very much the days are starting
0: to blur into one i think for for everyone
2: yeah
0: how about you heath
2: How about Yeah, <laughs> oh man, I'm so bored of this all now. Yeah, I just want it to be over. Um, it's all right. I can't make another crepe. I don't want to serve any more crepes. I'm sick and tired of not being able to sell alcohol. Um, yeah. And well, then apparently we're not going on holiday. So, yeah, I'm happy as Larry.
0: So, I'll beat Heath this weekend. It's gone so, Yeah, yeah. Good start. Good start. So, I mean, you're talking about selling alcohol, Heath. Um, I mean, that's we're starting to see... Um, uh, some some signs of, of rebellion within the ranks, and with some operators starting to talk and, and promote uh, a collection of alcohol. Um, I mean, do you want to grass anyone up? <laughs> I
2: don't want to grass anybody up, but I've got a few friends who have sort of said, you know, screw it. Um, I need to sell alcohol, so I've got some mates who've got places, and they're um they're not announcing it, they're not you know telling everybody they're doing it. But if you want to pick up beer. Put a bottle of wine. They're doing that. So, you know, I think I think operators have just sort of, you know, the injustice of not being able to sell alcohol in the supermarket next door to them can. I think people have just had enough, and you know, and the government's, they realise government's not being very fair. So I think, you know, I'm seeing more and more mates just say, "Stuff it." You know, if you can be rich or and have a birthday party at that restaurant in in Notting Hill, and they don't get their license, they don't lose their license from having, you know, a mini lock-ins and they only get a six-week month a 6 week suspension, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen if you get caught selling booze? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? A slap on the wrist?
1: They seem to have moved, the government seem to have moved their attention to those self-isolating and quarantine hotels and away from the sector a bit. So I think people have, right as you say, Heath, have gone, well, I'll just get on with it and try and get away with it. What's the worst that can happen? I'll get a slap on the wrist. Plead, plead it. you know, plead ignorance. Maybe that's well, it. I
2: think, I also think that, you know, if, it asked me that question yesterday. He said, "Well, is it really, you know, is it viable business to do that? And if there's a difference between you losing your business or getting your license suspended, what would you rather do? Where would you rather take the risk?" And mm. but, I, but think know, I think it's, you know, it is reasonable there... that to take the risk. I think it's. I'll take the odds on that.
0: But, but, it, 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 I mean, if you lose your license, you're you knackering your business anyway, aren't you? So, I mean, mm. I, I, I mean, I certainly, I, I wouldn't condone. I don't think you lose way. your license.
2: I think you get slapped on the wrist. I think they'll tell you off. You might get a fine. Well, you're assuming that. Do you know what I mean?
0: You're assuming that.
2: there There is no license if
0: you don't have a business. But there is, it depends on, I mean, you're, you're assuming you'll get the slap on the wrist, but it does depend on your licensing authority and how rigid they're being and how much they're sticking to the rules. I mean, we've seen some that have interpreted it very loosely. I had a, a conversation with an operator a few weeks ago about uh, his, his licensing authority was actually allowing them to deliver to car parks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yet you've got other ones that are really clamping down on it. So if you've got a tough um, audience or a tough licensing audience, they're going to cut you off.
2: Yeah, but you, you can say about different licensing authorities having different different views and the way they're going to handle it. But Westminster, uh, so, uh, Chelsea, and Kensington are pretty militant, and mm. they've turned around and given that Rita Ora restaurant a six month, six weeks suspension in lockdown. Well, six weeks we're still going to be in lockdown. What does that matter? It's a joke. So they can go and hold those parties, make loads of money. Rita Ora puts up the money, and the council, which you think which should suspend their license, revoke their license, I should say have done nothing really about it. They've probably got a small fine. So I think, you know, there's an argument. If your council came to you and you said, listen, I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to pay my bills. And also, if you're one of the councils that I deal with, you'd be like, listen, while you're here, where's my, where's my grant money? Where's the grant money? You're coming here to bollock me about selling a couple of pints of lager. Where's the grant money? I wouldn't be doing shit like this if you paid out the grants.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially you,
2: Hackney Council, if you can hear me, <laughs> pay the grants.
0: We
1: are talking about groundhog day. Yeah, so yeah. like but it? I think you also... Um, it's got a car to pay off. They had the challenge... But it's... But this, this week they talked about the, um, the, the, the challenge over uh, a substantial meal, didn't they? Being, you know, being unlawful. Yeah. Well, I think you'd find exactly the same with this, that it, if it did come to something, there's no way it can stand up as being fair and right. It, no way. So i'm with heath to the point that if you're gonna lose your business you might as well go down fighting um it's just interesting just how much volume that it really accounted for and it'll be different in different places we did a bit um but food was the main the main element but it still feels like you've being wronged that you can't do it so as much as it's um
0: yeah, it's just wrong. Right. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah, the injustice of it. We can. We. we I think we're all agreed on it. it is a ridiculous uh, initiative. It's been put in place for, for no uh, legitimate or sensible reason, um, and we have yet to have any real accurate, any sort of sensible um, explanation as to why. Um, but I mean, I certainly wouldn't condone anyone uh, going ahead. I mean, if you're not doing it, I mean, if you were, if you went that um, exercise by it, you would be doing it. But but you're not because you're saying You know the risks, and it's not worth it, yeah, is it. It's just
2: not
1: worth. It. Yeah, but we're not going to lose our business. That's the, t- the top of yeah, the box. you know what of I mean? it. But
2: like, if it really came down, yeah, I don't. Want, I'm okay. You know what I mean. I think we're okay. We'll be all right. But you know what I mean. If I if, if it got any worse, then I'd consider it because I just think that you know it really isn't just what the government had done. And I think I think you'd have your day in court, and I think there'd be a lot of QC's hmm. and a lot of people out there who'd go to go to bat for, for free because they think it's unfair and they probably want a test case and. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, what the government's
1: done out of order. Yeah. You know? I do think also, when you're looking at um, some of the day-to-day misdemeanors that go on, people gathering, it's every day. It's in every town. It's in every street. Someone's up to something. It's just the pub's own version. And, and to be honest, that's the difference yeah. trying to make your business work or not. Some of the other gatherings that are going on, that's just a, a folly. It's just because they want to. So, yeah, I think you'd have a good case. Um, and if you're in that situation, I'd say, you know, as long as you're doing it safely... And, and we, we know we're safer than supermarkets. More power to you. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it's almost we're, we're talking about the new prohibition to a certain extent, aren't mm. we? And
0: I think uh, we're seeing that in the way that because they've closed the pubs, you know, people are certainly socialising in, in underground ways and underhand ways. They're, they're still meeting up with their mates, and, but they're doing it in, in unsafe environments and yeah. the rest of it. And, and I guess pubs are, there will be pubs that are they're, they're driven to, to desperation. I'd have mm. to do it and, and yeah I mean I don't condone it uh, but I'm not sure I can condemn it either well, we,
2: we can look at history and we can see how well, we can look at it, we can look at history and we can look how successful prohibition was mm. that lasted didn't it
1: well, yeah, look, <laughs> that really worked look at the problems well, no. it created yeah no they do run the risk of um, driving yeah. underground so hold on
2: Let, let's go proper prohibition yeah but let's let's go proper prohibition let's stop the supermarket selling it Let's stop pubs selling alcohol. Everyone stop selling alcohol. Then turn around and tell people that they're not having holidays this year. Watch how long before the country goes into bloody riots. You know, it's bad. I'd rather move to North Korea. I think we would have more rights.
0: Is he from North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> they've,
2: got no, they've, got no, they've got no COVID cases, apparently. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, the the other thing I've noticed this week, actually, and we're seeing a bit of a, a rise in this, is um, people actually delivering um, sort of uh, kegs and taps and in vans and pulling up outside houses and pulling pints. I mean, Heath, you've been uh, you've been pretty innovative, uh, but I think these guys might have uh, outstripped you with this one. Are you, uh, is it something you're considering? I mean, you've got yeah, you've got the you've got the Chelsea tractor. I the law. I
2: checked the law on this one. Mm. Yeah, but I, I checked the law on this one at first, and apparently, in this country. You're not allowed to drink and drive, so I just thought,
0: right, oh, I can't risk losing my license. <laughs> no, no, Heath, you're you're not the one doing the drinking. I know that's a hard concept for you to <laughs> to, to, to get. Uh, okay, sorry, mate. But um, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's a
2: genius idea. Appar- apparently, the Guinness one, the Guinness taxi black cab, is killing it. They're absolutely slaying business. Get on to them. Get
0: on them. Yeah, there's another pub as well. that's driving around with that with a. A uh, transit van, I think and they, yeah. uh, they do. I think you saw Cam- Camden have got the beer ambulance or beer, beer ambulance or something. Beer beer.
1: that thing? Yeah, yeah that thirst It's all uh, as good as Heath trying to say prohibition. Yeah, exactly. No, no I think I, I, yeah, it's good marketing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's good marketing. Not tempted to uh, to get a van and uh, do mm. the rounds. I'm with Heath on the drinking <laughs> front. <laughs>
0: Okay, well let's let's <laughs> move on and let's uh, let's dig in. I'm loving the delay on Heath on this one. It's quite good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like Get away 10, minute, a lot. Ten minutes later, he, he, he hears the joke. Anyway, let's let's move on. We will uh, start digging into the staycation and tourism fiasco. Listening to the Lock In podcast, and in this episode this week we are going to be looking at um, the tourism and staycation market for uh, for pubs and the opportunity that it hopefully is going to open up. Um, although to be honest, let's, we can't really talk about that without talking about the um, uh, the fiasco this week. Um, I mean, we've seen sort of um, governments threatening uh, ten thousand fines for people that lie on forms about where they've been coming from. Grant Chaps has announced that. Um, holiday bookings should not be made um, thereby kind of pretty much wiping out any hope of uh, the tourism industry uh, for the coming summer um, and then for other ministers who have apparently booked holidays themselves to then uh, turn around and say actually that, don't, no, it's too early to say, so I mean, what, what's our take on it, I mean it, again it's sort of left hand right hand, not got a clue what's going on have they within government yeah, he's, um,
2: you go? I agree the fact that Hancock's got him booked up yeah, well, I was going to say the fact that Hancock's already booked a holiday. Surely, the, I think it's a government conspiracy. They've got together. They've bought lot of, lots of holiday homes in the UK, or they've all got together, all the MPs, and they're going to rent them out. But they're going to get in there first and book their little holidays, and then they're going to release them onto the market and let make no one can leave the country, and then the government will make more money through Airbnb owning these places. That's my theory.
0: Well, maybe they've got uh, the secret owners of, uh, of butlands
1: or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: No. no, I think it is, again, it is probably too early to do anything with any certainty, but why kill people's hope? It's oh. just like, let them have their donors son, let them have their COVID insurance, you know, let them look forward to something, even if they get a crushing kick in the nuts in two months' time when they're told they can't go, at least they get their, their chance to look through um, and, and book something. It's like, any chance of having fun, the government are sticking, you know, or, yeah, or but... certainly... Well, I mean, it's, it is, it's brainless, isn't it? I
0: mean, you, we're in the midst of a lockdown at mm. uh, the worst time of year, you know. I think everyone must admit, now, mm. this, this one has been the worst. Psychologically, you know, we mm. were saying earlier it's like Groundhog Day. Everything is just a bit shit. Mm. So it's really, really sensible that that minister should have stood up and yeah. gone, you know, what? summer holidays are cancelled. Don't, don't book anything. Don't plan ahead. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tone deaf.
1: Um, and it does huge damage to to, to the industry as well. And as much as pubs, you know, that's what we're here to do is highlight the the issues here. The travel industry have taken such a kicking, and I don't think they've because they're perhaps less we you know common culture doesn't associate with the travel operator as much. I think that they haven't got the traction that pubs have got. Do, do you know what I mean? I don't think they've got the sympathy or understanding, and certainly some of the venues they won't be getting their money till a week before yeah. people arrive. So yeah. I, I do think they're forgotten. Are forgotten largely forgotten in this whole thing, um, but yeah, give, let people have their hope. Let them plan their holidays. But it's—I mean, it's this, this, this kind of move, though. It,
0: yes, it affects the travel industry. Yeah, but they did. God,
2: yeah, but I gotta say, they did that at Christmas, didn't they? They gave us hope. Mm. And they turned around and bloody put us into lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather they were clear, guys. We think you're having no holidays this year. We'd all turn around and go, you know what? We're done with you. We're not doing this anymore, and we'd all rebel. I'd rather they did that. It's just, it's, they, they can't keep on dragging it out. They've got to be honest with us. If they're saying we're not having holidays this year,
0: right, we're not having holidays this year. But help, you know. But they're, but they're not saying that, they are they? One, one, one minister came out and said that, and then uh, and then Matt Hancock jumped on the back of that and said, uh, well, yeah. well, let's, well, 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 let's not be too hasty hmm. on this. Um, and is it just because he's booked a week away in court? He
1: probably deserves a holiday in fairness. Yeah,
2: can you tell me something, right? I have meeting but tell me something right I have meetings with my staff we all get down and we all talk about what's going on at work so my kitchen porter doesn't go to me on a friday night oh no I'm not doing that anymore we're going to do it this way we all know what's going on it's like they have meetings in parliament and government and they all make up their own shit they all come out with different stuff surely mm. Boris should sit there and go this is this is where we're going this is the direction you're the health minister, keep your mouth shut, do as you're told, you're this guy, you all do that, and you tell them where you're at. They need, they all seem to be, like, ad-libbing and doing what they want to say. From, uh, Glove is a prime example, Glove, what is. They're all there just telling different stories. They need a clear, concise, they need to be on the same page, and they're not. And that's the problem with this government.
0: They're not on the same page. Maybe they're experiencing the same kind of internet delay that we're experiencing. And uh,
1: somebody says something, and then mm-hmm. someone else jumps in and says something completely different, and then it catches up. He, he seems to be building a picture of kind of nineteen forties Berlin here, somewhere <laughs> <laughs> where, where directions are very clear about what will be happening and what won't Ex- be happening. <laughs> except not in, not, not in a bunker. They're all on the same
0: call. Exactly. One, one of them's got a cat filter on that they can't work out how to turn off. Uh-huh. And someone else is kicking people out of the meetings because they <laughs> don't have the authority. <laughs> Uh, and, and Gove's in the corner shouting
1: something <laughs> about reading the standing rules. So um, can, I, can I just say with the delay, Heath was laughing at my joke rather than yours. <laughs> I didn't want you to get too full of yourself. <laughs> I didn't want your confidence rising any. But he laughed then, so does that mean he was laughing at my joke? No, it's the one I made right it, at the start. It's it a really bad delay. It depends how bad <laughs> the delay
0: is, really, doesn't it? It's, uh, yes, fantastic. Okay. Thanks for that, James. Well, really, the, really, the fun we have. Yeah, kicking me in the nuts there. But... Um, I mean, we've also seen, um, I mean, we touched on this in the last one, the, the problems with um, uh, fish and, and, and exporting and everything else. So we've, we've noticed that uh, 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 the Cornish fishermen have started renaming um, products to appeal to the domestic market as well. Um, so what was it? I think? really
1: shit names. I know, it, was, it really <laughs>
0: didn't make me go, mm, yeah, that, mm. sounds, uh, that sounds delicious. Mm. Um, to be fair, they were pretty crap at the start, weren't they? Was it yeah. Megrim? They've, they've renamed it as... Uh, Cornish Soul yeah. Cornish something Soul something like that which, yeah, uh, which I thought was a musical movement but um, <laughs> for goodness sake <laughs> I've worked <laughs> on that for weeks mm. um, and the uh, the spider crabs are what are they uh, Cornish King Crabs they've called them something like that I mean he it's it's <laughs> which, which... it's
2: madness it, this is how mad... why don't they just call everything cod you guys you palms love cod there we go all done There'll it be a sustainable supply of it. We've got loads of cod. You'll be turning up to eat your cod and chips, and it'll be a crab. You're like, oh, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, 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 it's just a joke. It's just. Are you, are you, oh, a bit of casual
0: racism there, i right? got to say. I mean, uh, it's, uh, we, we don't lay into him about being a Kiwi, do we? So uh, I think. It's, <laughs> all right, not, not much. Not much. Are you saying that we don't know the difference between crab and cod?
2: Uh, what I'm saying is Most English people And I'm generalising massively here Don't really eat a lot of fish They'll, they'll, they'll have fish and chips You, Ed, don't even eat fish So I don't even think You should be on this conversation You, don't, you won't eat fish <laughs> So, you know it's That's the problem treatment. The export market's huge For the UK economy on, on fish and stuff Because you guys really As a nation Even though you're an island Don't eat a lot of fish
0: but I guess that, that, so. This comes back to the theme of this thing. You know, we're talking about more internalised consumption. You know, whether that's holidays or you know people eating. And all this. So, I mean, do you think we can grow uh, our love of fish? to I mean, it is ironic. You're right, Heath. The fact that we are um, we're an island and we are surrounded by water and seafood and everything else, yet we sell most of our fish to uh, to foreign people like yourself. But um, uh, I mean, do you think we can change that? And is it? No. And, and then does it come down to the names? Is it the names? Because some yeah. of the names are pretty unappealing. And I'm, no, I'm I just, not a big
1: fish eater. I do eat some fish, but I'm not a big fish eater. And I'm, I think broadly our, our consumption is pretty retarded, yeah. you know? I don't think that we're, we're that adventurous, would be my view. I mean, he is it, uh, pointing at the pizza that you're currently about to eat, James. So, uh, no, but I just don't think we're adventurous. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we are really conservative eaters in this country and i don't think anything beyond as,
2: I, I I think James I think as long as it's deep fried you guys will eat it that's it you can mm. just deep fry anything you oh, deep fry mars bars for god's sake well sakes. I know
0: James has
1: scottish roots, but um it's been a bit yeah hard, but like, Tying you know I mean? us all with the same haggis there isn't i don't think that's going to change anytime soon i think we're fish and chip merchants and that's pretty much it
2: um, you never know, man. As, as restrictions from getting goods from the EU happen, you know in the old days. You know oysters were oysters were a poor man's food. Maybe mm. we'll get to the point that we can't get any food from anywhere else in the world, so we'll just be yeah. eating oysters and you know megrim salt. You know,
0: sorry, Cornish salt. oh Cornish salt, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, get right. So you're not going to <laughs> be. Or if we could, it
1: would be our salt which is what you were kind of trying to be there. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Uh, my joke's are about. Uh, mm. I
1: mean, would you be uh, would you
0: be renaming any of the uh, fish products on your menu, Heath? Or to cod, no doubt.
2: I like trying to keep it. Yeah, everything's cod. <laughs> <laughs> cod and chips. I yeah. know, <laughs> oh, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand with, you know, Megram if you write, like, there's another one called Witch Soul. Do you know what I mean? Look, you, if you just write, you know, if you just write it's Lemon Soul, for example, Do you know, probably makes it a bit easier for people.
0: Well, you know, is it honest? You know, it's, it's, it's all about education, isn't it? And I think we, we are in a, in a world that is rapidly changing and we're having to embrace and adapt to change quite quite quickly, far more quickly than it would have been. So
1: who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll end up being... Well, if you a... look at some of the Scandinavian countries, they are eating a lot of fish because it was about pres- preservation and, you know, seasonality uh-huh. and holding on to it, whether it's good or bad. Then you look at like, the Mediterranean where you've got an abundance of fish, but you've also got the weather to enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we're basically About protein and beef, and you know, just more safe stuff. So, stodgy
0: stodgy foods, yeah, absolutely. um,
1: Maybe that's due to the climate, right? Maybe something Uh, to do,
0: yeah. Oh well, let's move on. Okay, welcome back. You are listening to the lock in podcast with Heath ball James Cuthbertson and myself Ed beddington and we're talking about uh, tourism and the staycation opportunity um, and and what's what's generally happening at the moment and what we're anticipating for the summer and, and the opportunity for pubs uh, we will be chatting to an operator in that space later on um, but we are seeing uh, certainly reports that pubs with rooms are anticipating uh, a staycation boom boom um, I mean James and Heath are you what are your thoughts on that? Are you uh, are you sort of braced for a, a, a boom in tourism? Goby, yeah. Well, well,
2: well, domestic tourism, yes. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Staying ho- home hopefully, and... yeah, hopefully people are. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think we might get a lot of Northerners coming down to London because London's going to be quieter in summer, um, and all the Londoners going out. So, yeah, I think, um, I think we'll have a bit of a boom, hopefully. I
0: mean, you, you two are. I mean, you're, you're not probably suited, which is why we're going to be talking to somebody who's probably a little more suited to this market later on. But, I mean, do you see... I mean, is it something that you could see as an opportunity? I mean, if you are, like you said yourself, you are London-based, and OK, you're not necessarily on uh, on the tourism path as such, although you're, you're Highgate, you've got a fa- fairly famous cemetery up there. Um, I mean, is it... Do you think it's going to be uh, something you could tap into? But I think I think we'll
2: be busy anyway. I think... because no one's going away so I think we'll have we get quite busy in summer with tourists coming up anyway so yeah it could be alright but I don't think you know, I've had rooms it might be a different story but who knows you really
1: know. I think it's a big dynamic shift though isn't it because at the minute you can shut your door at well 10 o'clock if they tell you or 11 and um, and then you're ready you know you get your place ready for the morning and all that but to change your sight around and to have someone on site again you've got you know so many so much more responsibility you've got fire increased fire responsibility and, and, and you know you're catering from the first thing in the morning so again you look at a manager that you're really asking to look after a site from 7am through to you know right through to so we actually never, you never lose a responsibility so mm-hmm. the on cost from that i think it's such a specialist operation i remember going to um beds and bars, I think it was a church, Winston Churchill or something, the Winston in Amsterdam, and it was jumping at 3 o'clock in the morning in there, but by 8 o'clock in the morning, it was fresh fruit, really nice, you'd never know what's going on, and it takes a certain sort of operator to be able to do that, and I, I, I think it's, unless you've got a lot of rooms, so playing it, at it is tricky.
0: Yeah, so it, it's not something that, that um, you'd necessarily jump I hate the idea.
1: Sure. You hate the idea, so you're not going to be looking to add uh, any sites with rooms well, into the portfolio then? never say never, but I'm eyes wide open with the amount of hassle that comes with it. You know, mm. um, so you know I think it's just a whole different, whole different world um, of managing that sort of reservation. You know, try and check in while you're running a busy bar, and I don't know. You'd have to have the right site, but the right person to run it too. I think it's a whole different experience, and particularly now when you look at like, you know, look at travel lodges. That's a bad example. They're rotten. But the Premier Room ones, you know, look at the Premier down here. You know, really good quality for not a lot of money. Mm. Um, they've revolutionised it. So I'm not sure when we to go toe to toe with it. I suppose they're the that's the, the spoons of the budget. Yeah, well, that's the budget <laughs> end, isn't it? Yeah, why, I mean, would you, yeah, <laughs> why would you? Yeah.
0: Why would you? Can, oh, great. Well, I mean, Witherspoons. That's nice what To be fair, spoons are aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're adding hotel rooms, and they yeah. again a, a, a great example of how uh, they've miraculously appeared to be ahead of the curve uh, once again with with of these things. Um, but, I mean, for, for me, if I'm, I'm looking at this, I think this is a market for um, for operators that are um, uh, not aiming at that budget space. They're more premium, and they're mm. going to be appealing to uh, to the kind of spend that, that people would have be been making. You know, those mm. that were, were going for two weeks to a Greek island, perhaps, yeah. you know, they're going to be looking to go somewhere in the UK. I mean, I'm not sure you could get as much for your money. Now, <laughs> if you look at, like, UK, operators but... like,
1: you know, Lange with Cirrus Inns, you know, buying high-end... Mm. pubs you know really high-end food aspirations um and bedding them in with with you know an overnight operation i get it because you know, obviously you get your breakfast in and it's good for travelers as well so i kind of get it no i get it for the mm. right people but it doesn't excite me
0: but it's it's another revenue stream isn't it and um i think it, i suppose you've got to weigh up the the, the reality of uh you know the risk of the, the Risk and reward and all the rest of it—is it—is it worth a hassle? But I mean, it's—it's mm-hmm. it, it's a third string to your bow, mm-hmm. uh, and can be, you know, good margins, mm-hmm. lucrative.
2: Uh, but let's, let's let's be honest for a second, right? If we're talking about adding rooms to, for, because everyone's staying in the UK, let's be under no disillusion that next summer, if we can travel, no one's in the UK this summer. we will be in summer. The game place will be empty. Yeah. We might get some tourism, but. Everyone's gonna be abroad.
1: Well
0: do you do you think that though? Do you think that we're that we're going to see that, that real switch around? Do you think people can be nervous of travelling a bit more? Are they going to have actually oh, had their eyes open to the fact that you know there's some great places to go and visit in the UK, which they may not have considered. Yeah,
2: but, but they're also going to be a lot more expensive for the average family, aren't yeah. they? What's what's the cost of a holiday in the UK? I read an article in the I think one of the newspapers and a guy was talking, he said. I could go and stay at a two-week, five-star resort in Turkey, guaranteed hot weather, for half, if not, you know, a quarter of the price than a holiday in the UK, with, you know, like, so where would you rather go with your whole family? You imagine saying to the kids, all right, we're off to Brighton for a couple of weeks. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean we're going to have, we're gonna, have we're gonna have some amazing Cornish soul when we're there.
0: <laughs> King, King crap. Um... I, yes. is, is that, I mean, uh, can we change that? I mean, is it the case that we, we've, uh, we've priced ourselves out of the, uh, the holiday market in the UK, or is it just the sheer operational costs? I mean, what, is, is there an option for us there?
1: I don't know. I think um, I think it was heated. I think we'll have big staycations this year, then there'll be a mass exodus the following year, and then we'll get some balance the year after. But hopefully, the exodus next year is balanced with a bit of tourism coming back because if we're all kind of in the same space then it should even out but it's going to be interesting to see I, I'm, I'm quite interested in, in terms of
0: um, yeah, whether whether it changes people's perceptions of, of holidaying in the UK uh, cost aside I mean don't forget also I think there's there's, there's going to be uh, a little bit more money washing around uh, according to some of the experts in terms of uh,
1: disposable income Jeez, having been like... locked down for so long but I don't I d- see I don't, know. I don't I know. see that at all no no not at all no, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think that... Because people, if you've got money, you're going to hold on to money right now because of the uncertainty. Heath and I were talking about this the other day. So there might be a bit... Obviously, people will want to let their hair down a bit and get out, but I don't think we should be bracing ourselves for some massive bounce back. I really don't. It's just uncertainty. It makes you know makes people restrict what they're doing. So I don't see that at all. I mean, the other thing to
0: consider is is uh, is the grey pound because traditionally, um, the, the staycation market has... Um, has benefited more from an older consumer base and, mm-hmm. and people, uh, more elderly people staying in the they're UK. are all dead now. Well, no, Jonathan, I wasn't where I was going, and uh, <laughs> and even Heath is wincing at that comment, which uh, is, is quite... I just did it for the shock factor. It's quite something. Uh, but, I mean, they are more nervous. They are going to be more nervous. They're, they're going to be the, the, the consumers that may not want to. How, how do we... I mean, is that going to have an impact, do you think? Are we going to be able to uh, claw that back, or... Uh,
1: uh, we
2: just, well, they should all be vaccinated by then. Surely, all the people who are worried should have had their vaccinations by the time holidays come.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but there's also with all the talk of the new strains, new strains, and the mutations, and everything that, that sort of um, it's going to cause consternation. So, you're going to have to. i I, I'm, I think that operators are going to have to work harder to appeal to that demographic, and certainly to to make them real, mm. you know, feel more secure, more
1: safe. Um, and, and put in the extra well, I, th- I think the trick would be doing that, but without making it feel like you're visiting your hospital. Yeah. yeah.
2: But hold on, When does when life come about? Like, when do we all suddenly, like, got to be wrapped in cotton wool all the time? Life isn't safe. You go on holiday, get an aircraft, that could crash. We, we, can't, we, can't have, we can't stop living our lives and having holidays and doing stuff because a certain demographic of society are scared. The, the, the virus mutates. Viruses mutate. It's the What the newspapers need to do is they need to start being responsible journalism, and they're giving these scare tactics. Mm. South African strain. Do you know what I mean? They need to be more like it's just scaring everybody. And this, this is why the government keep us a lockdown longer because they're scaring everybody into submission. It, we, we've got to get on with our lives. Mm. Let's have holidays. Well, I, I don't so- want to stay in England and eat bloody cottage chips. I, I want to think- be in San Sebastian eating turbot
1: but i think as long as you're paying for it i think it's a really good idea um like last time um i I think the other thing is that you know if people knew that the normal flu was revised as a vaccine revised in the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere every year they'd understand that flu is amongst us all the time we just happen to have this is just a particularly bad year with a particularly bad strain i mean it is unprecedented but you've got to be realistic about it but you can't second guess it i think there's a real danger of having so many conditions when you come back in, you know, bring you back into play about taking names or the rest of it. We just need to get on with it now. And if you're un- if you're feeling un- unsafe about the situation, stay at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm sure we can put some of
0: these uh, these views to, to Jason when he comes on uh, in a little while. He may have a bit more of an expert opinion of it. Um, what about what about the quarantine hotel uh, issue? Is that something that pubs should be uh, putting their hands up for, pubs at rooms? Because... Um, now they've got the rooms can they do mm-hmm. the oh, should we be doing that should we be
2: yeah but shows not st- the quality of the quarantine hotels they're at the airports they're in locations like that well, the, suddenly that we're, that be the
0: and we're driving around the country that well, would be the sensible option mm-hmm. Heath, but you have met our government right
2: Man, it's, it, this is the thing though in New Zealand they collect you they drop you in a hotel it's a lottery you get, you get whatever it, hotel you're given
1: yeah,
0: yeah but hold on but over it's here it's, it's so just, good why don't you live there you're not allowed to, to leave. Oh yeah, start not allowed <laughs> <chance>. to <But, laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not allowed to. Yeah, it's a long story. Yeah, but I just don't the government's handled this whole thing so badly. So badly. And now what? You can you can I think you can probably do a crime, a proper crime, and get less time in jail than if you lied about where you've come from. Wow. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, you, it's just, he's right. Imagine if yeah. you imagine if you come back, you just had your jab. You come back and you lie about it. And you've also not got a TV licence. You could be facing life. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got the TV licence? <laughs> <yeah? laughs> uh, really uh, I, so. I don't
0: think so. Well, on that note, uh, let's, uh, let's pause it there. And hopefully we'll be talking to uh, to somebody who actually does know something about the uh, pub accommodation market in the next section. You are listening to the Lock In Podcast, and with uh, James and Heath and myself today, we have the fantastic Jason Perfect. Uh, Jason, how are you? Yeah, very
3: good, thank you. Very good, good thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
0: No, no problem, no problem. I mean, they, 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 as the song says, um, there is no such thing as a nice South Africa, but you are the proof that that is not the case, isn't it? <laughs>
3: thank you. I was wondering you're going to bring up the rugby. Right to be honest, but,
0: um, which podcast you want to talk about? Uh, to be fair. Yeah, well, yeah. We 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 won't discuss that. We'll we'll avoid that. You were abusing me enough over the weekend, so um, we'll, thank you. Uh, we'll move on. So, um, Jason, you're you're the uh, MD of uh, Liberation Group. Um, so I mean let's, let's talk about this, this episode of the podcast we're, we're very much focusing on the, on the tourism staycation opportunity that hopefully we're going to see coming down the line. I mean what's your view on that at the moment? I mean you've got some fantastic sites in, in, in the West Country and, and down on, and down on the coast and also in, in Jersey and Guernsey as well um, yeah, that's I right. mean what, what, how do you see it at the moment what's, what's your thoughts of the summer
3: I mean, I- I think it's going to be um, interesting to see what the government come out with later in this month um, and talk about if there are going to be any restrictions in travelling locally in the UK first, and that'll be my first sort of point of call I suppose, but there is a, there is no no doubt about it, there's a pent up want to get out and experience something new, um, I think where we can, we're very lucky in terms of our locations of our sites, so you know, we are coastal, we are rural, we are destination you know, we've got sites in the Mendips, where you can go Walking and running and horse riding, and we're down down in Dorset, down in Lulworth Cove, um, you know, with the castle in, and you're right on the beach. Um, I I think, yeah, just circling back, there's a huge pent up want to travel and experience something um, that we've got the whole of the UK wanting to do. So we're we're expecting a a deluge, I think, of bookings as people realize that they maybe possibly can't travel overseas as freely as they want to for the rest of Mm. this year. and really looking forward to welcoming people
0: down to us. Have you seen any sign of that yet? Of any sort? Of, I know we've had um, we've had the minister say um, uh, in the last day or so that uh, people shouldn't be making any bookings, which is really, really, really helpful. Yeah, well, um I mean, had you seen any signs of people starting to kind of look to to, to book their summer holidays sort of uh, within within the wider UK? Yeah, we have seen
3: that. We've experienced that already in some of our sites, and, and in particular the. the what we call destination businesses we have, i.e. down low with COVID into the Mendips um, and the New Forest as well, where we've recently bought some businesses. Um, We've seen that summer period peak already take off and we've changed our marketing attitude and angle and voice um, to represent that as well in terms of welcoming those bookings Mm -hmm. um, for people who who are eager and those front runners, as I call them, who are sort of sitting at the gates going, write this book so we can get something to look forward to. Um, mm. I think that's what people want. They want something to look forward to rather than their own four walls and cooking. Mm. They want to get out to some great places, some, some great, well invested places uh, in, some, in some awesome locations and, and get out and about and experience things.
0: I mean, do you think, I mean, one, one of the things that I think what you, you articulated, didn't you, James, when you were saying um, that people are, um, we may see a sort of boom this year because travel is going to be more challenging and then it will drop
1: back. The following, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, potentially, yeah. I mean, just just surmising that there may be some nervousness this year, or people listening to the government advice, but will still want their holiday, their two weeks in the sun. Um, and whilst we had a great summer last year, we can't always guarantee it. I think we may, we may see some more year-round tourism, short breaks, here, mm-hmm. rather than just being focused on the summer here,
0: though. I mean, is, is that something you, you're, you're anticipating, uh, Jason? Is it you, are you thinking that this is a bit of a, a, a boom and bust opportunity, boom this year, bust next year, or are you seeing it as an opportunity to kind of really grab hold of people and, and, and make them realise what they can get here?
3: Yeah, no, not, not at all. Yeah, In fact, I think that uh, a lot of people, even myself included, haven't travelled the UK well enough. Uh, we found last year, really, when people were let out to travel a little bit more during the um, in between the first and second lockdown. Yeah. You know, we had people traveling from around the country where they were allowed to to come and stay with us to experience new parts of the country.
1: Um,
3: I, I think there's, there's a bit of a legacy that'll happen off the back of that where you'll have a few people, myself included, who would like to probably travel the UK for a couple of years on our holidays and experience those, those different locations. Um, not, not, yeah, not worried it's going to be a boom and bust if I'm talking be honest with you. I, I think it is definitely going to be a bit of a legacy that comes off the back of this. And I think we've also matured as, a, as an industry in terms of our offering uh, from a hotel perspective and a rooms perspective, that it's not just going to go in and stay in a, a typical pub that's got a, a white kettle that you boil with some you know, poor crockery. It's actually a nice experience now. It's, you know, you, you go and have a great food experience. You stay in a really well uh, invested bedroom. You know, the, the amenities are, are 10 times what they were five years ago, let alone just 12 months ago. Um, And the opportunities to do what you want to do outdoors. You know, this lockdown has enabled people to want to be outdoors a lot more, and Mm. therefore that donning a pair of Wellingtons and going for a long walk and then popping back for tea in the afternoon and something you'd maybe do in the Alps after skiing. You know, there's a little bit of a want to, well, if we can't travel abroad and we're not quite sure on the safety, etc., we understand the safety measures in the UK have been really robust, so therefore we feel safe to continue to do that. Mm. Um, for a while moving
0: forward mm. i mean you, you mentioned the improvements in, in accommodation i mean what would you say to to operators that are thinking you know okay this is this is an opportunity um i've got accommodation above my site that actually i could convert i mean what would your advice be to them what would be the sort of key things they should be thinking about
3: yeah that's, that's a really good point i mean there's several things that i look at in my businesses when when we do that and there's always whether it's a sustainable level of rooms, firstly. You know, that, you know, do you have, I don't know, circa 8 to 12 bedrooms that you feel really comfortable? It's going to make a good difference to your business. Um, investment needs to be worthwhile in terms of paying back. And I think quite think important to the way we approach our business is that there are definitely two markets in terms of a business market and a leisure market. And I think understanding those two markets and actually being able to adapt between those two markets during the week. Is where you get the longevity of it. Um, so, so you need to be a bit of both. You need to be be able to welcome the businessman and lady during the week uh, and make sure their stay is, is right in terms of great Wi-Fi and service, etc. And then during the weekend, having that great leisure stay of, of offering those memorable moments.
0: Mm. And i guess operationally it, it, it's a big change as james touched on this earlier you know it, it goes from being sort of your your typical sort of running a pub um into sort of 24 hour you know really turning things around differently yeah. i mean what would you what would your thoughts be on that to, to
3: people thinking about it yeah it, it definitely is and we, we've done that recently actually james we've converted a few sites last year which had you know managed to live in and we put some bedrooms on and um and we retained the same team within the site. And actually the transformation of running a, a normal food wet net sort of you know, pub seven days a week, um, transforms into having people turning up at nine o'clock at night to check in and wanting a meal and, and then being up at six in the morning trying to get back to your pub to make sure breakfast is ready and you give them a package to leave and move on, managing bookings moving forward. Deposits, etc., new systems. Mm. You know, it, It's not as easy as some people think of, I'll just chuck some bedrooms in and, and I'll be okay. Mm. There, there is huge complexity in running a rooms business. Um, so, yeah, a lot to take on board before you even consider just investing in some bedrooms, I think.
0: So, it, it's not for you, Heath. I think this the
3: underlying
0: uh, <laughs> question of that. Um, I mean, the, 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 the there's been... Um, talk about sort of traditionally we were talking about this earlier, maybe we can get your insight into it the, uh, the older generations that sort have of, traditionally probably been more sort of interested in staycations and things like that, are you anticipating any kind of reaction from those guys in terms of being less willing to come out, that we're going to have to maybe do more work to, to make them feel safer and that, that they can come to our sites?
3: Yeah, That, that, that communication piece is huge in, th- in terms of building back the confidence Um, of of the grey market coming back into our businesses there's no two ways about it there's there's been a lot of scaremongering over the last 12 months as you know some of it warranted some of it not i would say from the press Um, but that's definitely made people just just think twice and we noticed this last year actually coming out of the last lockdown where we had um we had fantastic measures we put in place in our businesses that i'm very proud of Um, but what we had was we experienced people coming back to our pub in the afternoon been a bit tentative on their first visit and we had to be very clear about what our measures were and how we'd support and look after them and the safety of our staff etc and and our cleanliness and our businesses and sanitisation but those people the following week would come back three times Mm. because they knew that there was a safe environment for for them to be in so um, I I think it is about clear communication to those age groups uh, and and also an openness about you know we are a safe environment and we've been proven to be a very safe environment as well so so, so come and have some fun and, and meet your friends again and, and enjoy your lunch or dinner or weekend away and, um, and let us show you how safe an industry we really are.
0: Fantastic. Okay, and we're almost out of time, but one one last thing. What would your top tip be to uh, James and Heath, uh, who would think you're setting up a, um, a pub with drinks?
2: no <laughs> oh, thanks
3: <laughs> setting up a pub
0: <laughs> with rooms so converting and, well, and what would be with, your with top rooms, I, I,
3: I was going to say that, that's a whole different conversation yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, they might need help with that as well I,
3: yeah I, I think there's multiple things but yeah, there is that point I spoke about earlier that it's making sure it's sustainable as a business firstly you know you, you don't want to just go into it when, um, when you haven't got the experience as well in mm. doing so um, so I think it's yeah, making sure that you've got You've got the room. You understand what you're walking into. Um, rooms are more expensive than you think to set up as well, so, so don't, don't, yeah, don't, um, don't be disillusioned by that. Mm. Um, and I think that there is definitely an expertise in that too of, of getting the right people in your business to run it for you who understand rooms, understand those customers, and understand how that environment works. It's a busy environment on the OTA front as well as booking front. Um, mm. You, you want to be switched on when you get involved in that.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and finally, I mean, you, you've got operations out in the Channel Islands. I mean, how are things out there? What, what's the, are you able to bring any learnings from, from experiences out there back over to, to the UK operations?
3: Yeah, yeah, for us, I forget, as we discussed in the past, it's been very interesting. We've had, we've got three different channels that we operate in. And you know, only recently, Guernsey closed down again um, with, with some infections on the island. But we've been trading Guernsey since the end of the last lockdown at zero restrictions. Mm. Um, and that's, that's bizarre as a business to run one island at zero restrictions, another island at minimal restrictions, and the UK being shut. Mm. Um, I, I think the learnings from Jersey in particular, where we've got bedrooms, you know, we've got you know a reason to really sort of force those staycation-wise. Um, it, it's, it's, tourism, just overall, is, is really important to that island. It's it is one of the mainstays of why people go there. But mm. you, you still want the safety elements of it. And, Across all three islands, we, we learned that creating that confidence and that perception that your business is a safe environment to be in is the key mm-hmm. to those continual people coming back into your site again right. and, and multiple visits rather than that single visit once a month and you're not too sure. Um, so, yeah, clear, safe environment, great team communication, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and enjoy yourself.
0: Brilliant. Jason, thank you very much for that. Cool. on Yes. Thanks. Cheers. Nice talk. Well, there you have it. So, confidence is is, uh, is key, and, and clearly communicating that. Um, I mean,
1: you guys are great communicators. I mean, you were really chatty then as well. Well, uh, oh, just listening and learning, Ed. I thought that was uh, someone else to take the, the stage, okay, but yeah. it kind of confirmed our thoughts. That it's about experts, right? I mean, it's just about. It is. Yeah. Don't, don't do it lightly. Don't think it's a. You can switch a flick, flick a switch and have a separate part of your business tomorrow. Mm, definitely. Um, and it, as I said, it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> okay, let's move on.
0: listening to the Lock In Podcast with Heath Ball James Cuthbertson and myself Ed Beddington don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on the links on the homepage share it with your friends leave us lots of nice comments or shout at us or insult us or do anything else you like Uh, all uh the is very welcome. Um, So we are talking about um, the the tourism and and staycation effect on the pub sector in this episode of the podcast. Um, I mean, we can't really talk about that without discussing Brexit and the impact um, on uh, on the UK for Brexit. Um, I mean, do we think that's going to, is going to impact further on this or, or is it less of an issue when it comes to uh, uh, tourism and uh, people travelling to the UK are we are we going to be seen as a I bit of a pirate state in uh, Europe I guess
2: I think we're going to be fine it's worked out really well for the fishing industry I think the pub industry will be fine we've got nothing to worry about
0: maybe we can rename the pubs a bit like the, the, oh, yeah. the fish the fish. soul. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> come up with something more sensible for the uh, mm-hmm. red line and sun perhaps red line and sun red line and sun red line and yeah red lines yeah, yeah. the crab crabby,
1: crabs, right. the crab in crabs
0: yeah. the crab skin um, was your nickname at uni wasn't it I don't know I didn't go to uni. So I was going to say I too much fine <laughs> uh, yeah the rats in. I don't know
2: um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when people can actually go to holiday to Europe and Europeans come to visit us because right now we're all just locked down and we're, we're all worried about COVID. But like suddenly, when you're queuing up in a queue for four hours at some airport because you don't have an e-passport anymore, you know, and you've got to pay visas to get in and stuff, you know, what's that going to be like?
3: I mean, how much
0: fun is that going to be? We, we, we focused very much on the um, the fact that people are going to need. We are going to need visas to travel to to some of these countries and things like this. I mean, are they going to need visas to come into us? What's the, what's the situation with that? Um he's your wife's Swedish, this Man, is? Like,
2: yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like she, my kids have got British passports, so it's already, you know. I mean, last time coming in when she came in on the first of January, she said there's no difference. But I don't know. Like, are they going to start charging us visas or like visas for? Are we going
0: to be making it difficult? I guess the question is the reason I'm, I'm sort of turning it around and saying, is it going to be more difficult for people from Europe to come to the UK? And if so, then obviously that's going to have a bit well, they of an got, impact, isn't well, it? They
2: got, they, got rid of, they got rid of the tax three thing, didn't they? Where you could get your tax back, your VAT at the airport. Mm. You can't get that anymore. So you know, we had all the, I say, the Chinese and all that coming over and doing big shopping and getting their tax back. That's all gone now. Mm. So, what are they going to replace that with? What's the enticement to come and shop in the UK as opposed to Paris? Do you know mm. what I mean?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think there will be an appetite to get a part of the culture and, and back to the UK. But, yeah, hopefully it's not going to be made any more difficult than need be, really. Although we've been pretty lax and behind oh. on any of the restrictions, mm. we now seem to be waking up to it. So, who knows? Who knows? The ground, no, I think no. there's other things to worry about first.
0: Yeah, I mean the the. I suppose I mean the the other thought of this and something that sort of struck me is is our uh, pubs going to be very important in, in enticing people back to uh, to visit
1: the UK? Well, yeah, I tell you what, here's the thing, here's the rub: is as soon as things wake up again, you'll get you'll get pictures of Stonehenge, beautiful pubs, Cornish coastlines, and they'll be wheeled <laughs> out to they prom- to be wheeled, wheeled out to promote the UK around the world. And they'd have forgotten that basically all they've done is criminalised, you know, imposed san- unfair sanctions all this way. We're about to be in the poster boys again. Um, and this quintessential British pub It's bullshit. It's just a complete farce. Not that you're bitter. Well, can't get any bitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, it's always oh, going to be a game of where, the, where, where is there a pub? Yeah, find a the pub. Left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've come to this. I've come here and have a, a pint in an English pub. Where are they all? All yeah. closed down. All out of business. And they're either coffee shops or someone's
0: house. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It does. It does beg the question. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm less pessimistic than you two in that in that sense. There will still be pubs around, but will they be in those those kind of iconic pubs that that, that we talk about? Are, are generally quite often wet laid sort of uh, rural kind of operations aren't they I mean it's well, a...
1: they'll be bought up by the venture capitalist companies stick a load of generic beer in it Heineken because they'll probably need it um, after this week's news and uh, they'll have a really consistent experience with no soul it'll be great <laughs> I'm looking forward to actually
2: well, well yeah the thing is we'll have fish straight out of the freezer straight into the fry we'll be, you know they'll love it all the things are of we've got to get oh, yeah, yeah as
1: long as it's cod you're fine
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god I hear you have spider crabs amazing, we can't get them in Spain do you know what I mean maybe this well, is then maybe, maybe
0: that's it, us. That's it. we can attract the entire Spanish audience with uh, well, with spider it. crabs we We'd, would have to rename could, them we then, could make
2: we? UK one giant San Sebastian, we would do it right yes, we would have mind. amazing seafood
0: yeah. yeah but the trouble is though, Heath, all these Spaniards are going to be coming over to the UK and they're going to be looking for spider crab and all they're going to be able to find is uh, Cornish the king cottage. crab no Cornish king crap but it'll just uh, yeah. just I mean we can't <laughs> yes. the jokes take a bit longer to filter through don't they it's yeah, that, no, that delay I'm again i my laugh on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. brilliant thanks yeah, you boost to the confidence every time I'm talking to you too. Um, yeah. so I mean so what do you think I mean should should pubs um, be at the forefront of, of in, uh, any kind of tourism campaign or should we be sort of sitting here like you two and whinging about how the government hates us and no, if, our wounds? And...
2: No, if we are, the gov- I think the government need to appreciate what we do and what, what part. You know, they they need to appreciate. If they're going to start using pubs as a child for coming to visit the UK, they better make sure there's some pubs left over, and they better make sure those pubs are sustainable
1: and support yeah.
2: this. is a great yeah, support them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If they can't even commit to business rates relief next year, or this financial year, or the next financial year coming, and they can't even commit to a 5% VAT on food, where are we, we going to be?
1: We should, all get, we to get, we should be? all get together and get image rights on pubs throughout the UK so that no one can use them. <laughs> and just you basically you make, them make them impossible to access. Screw them. The civic
0: like, disobedience campaign. Exactly, back, yeah, there yeah, yeah, uh, back there again. Yeah, Back there again. Excellent. Well, okay then. I think think we'll park that one there before James swings from the lampshade, but uh, let's move on. For
1: fuck's sake. You know you
0: can turn that off? Yeah, but if I turn that off, then we won't be able to hear Heath. You know you can turn that off?
1: Good point oh, yeah, 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 funny
2: guy. You're funny from down there, aren't you? When I'm yeah. walking on there, you're scared. You're scared I'm scared, scared of s- this
0: small pub hobbit. Yeah, um, you are listening to the Lock In podcast. Uh, we are at the end of this week's episode, um, and before we go, let's let's just have a, a, a quick chat. You know, um, I mean, we we've been talking about staycations. We've been talking about. Uh, travelling around the UK I mean where, where would you like to go what would be your ideal uh, place to go for a staycation guys in the UK with the wife and kid or not it's entirely <laughs> <up>. <laughs> 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 I, I mean that's two very different trips really
1: isn't it um, yeah I mean I'd be I'd be looking at with them it's the non-fun one <laughs> I'd probably be looking at somewhere like the Hebrides somewhere I could bury the bodies uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't let this be played in court. Um, no, I'd, I'd, oh, I'd like to go and in, to... In, in, investigate those kind of sand... You know, I'll be back back to the Hebrides, Lewis Harris and those beautiful sandy beaches, minus seven degrees say, in July. Hard, <laughs> um, but it's yeah. great fun, and, uh, and I love it up there. Um, so probably there, but on my own, probably Cornwall down travaux Oh, no, um, not
2: Cornwall. Play golf. Oh, my God, you imagine how packed Cornwall's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but shit. I'll be on the golf course. Oh it's going to be. Oh, the, the water's going to be human soup. Oh my god, no thanks! I <laughs> <laughs> okay, wouldn't be going And Cornish pasties. Man, they're not even proper pies, It's just not even nice. <laughs> uh, I won't go going to Cornish. Stop them. that stuff.
1: They say pastry, they say there's well, great. There's great hang on, this
0: is the man that insists, quite rightly, I would say that a pie has to be entirely encased with pastry. So, I would have thought, yeah, yeah. you'd agree yeah, with it, the Cornish it, pasty. You, you
2: need to get the ratio right. It's too much pastry on those things. Yeah, but you know, and not you, enough
0: filling. You, you don't eat the crust, teeth. You don't eat the crust. You, have you to carry you, it in. you hold it and you eat the middle bit, and then you throw the crust to the nearest seagull. Really? Yes. That is. You've been doing oh. it all. This is a game changer, isn't nah, it? Yeah, this is nice just changed. Yeah, because uh, but essentially they used to take them down the mines, didn't they? This is yeah. a, on par it, with your. Um, I tell a story. Last time, um, they used to take it down the mine, and because they had mucky hands, they'd hold the crust and eat everything but the crust, and then throw the crust away.
1: Ed, how are you not single? <laughs> if we ever go on a long haul flight, I'm not sitting next to you. I'm very used to more places. of that, Honestly, yeah, I bet. <laughs> just don't get invited to any of them. <laughs> don't have any friends who want no, to do it. No? But, but equally, yeah, Cornwall, Cornwall, for golf for me because it's just great. D'atribose, it'd be lovely. Heath,
0: uh, Heath, what about you?
2: I don't know Um, I might just sit in the corner all summer And cry I think that might be a bit more fun Um, My wife wants to go somewhere hot I'll try to tell her we live in the UK Um, uh, I don't know I want to go to Scotland as well I threw threw that idea at the wife I said why don't we go up somewhere really really remote Where there's no one else around Um, But no she doesn't like that idea So I don't know I don't know I think I might just check out the hotel room in London by myself
0: and get some <laughs> sleep. Don't you do that on a regular basis anyway?
2: Not really.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Let's hope his wife is listening to this list one. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so that's... Uh, and you, what, what would
1: you do? Because oh, we we'll pretend we're
0: interested for a minute. Can you pretend you're interested. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Oh, there's so many great places, isn't there? I think um, I'd, I'd maybe... Uh, down on the on the Jurassic Coast, in Dorset, Devon, somewhere around there, it's uh, is well worth well worth spending some time. But equally, there's some amazing places in Wales and the Lake District, isn't there? So, um, like you, James, it depends who you're with and mm. what you're doing, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, I won't be going anywhere remote to bury the wife and, and child in any way. Um, not in that way. Not no. in that way. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe the lakes actually. I haven't been there for a long time. Oh, like every
2: other to... British person, you guys are just choosing places where there's going to be millions and millions of people. You, the food's going to be rubbish. You're going to be driving for ages in cars. The traffic's going to be terrible. Oh, get me away from all! Oh, it's just going to be horrible. That's well, not a holiday. Okay, I'm
0: joining Keith in his hotel room in London.
1: Well, again? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just such a cheery end yeah. to the pod isn't it I mean it really is it really does bring that <laughs> station life. Killing,
0: killing your family yeah. and uh, he wanted to get be away from be them be on his and, own yeah be yeah. on his own and uh,
1: yeah me being a you, boring, trying, to na- you, you trying to name check most places to, uh, <laughs> to to increase our national appeal <laughs> well done is it that transparent yeah it is Uh, that's why we
0: invite guests onto the podcast to increase Mm. our listenership by one every time
1: (laughs) anyway that
0: is all we've got time for in this episode of the podcast Uh, we will be taking a break so we won't be back next week um, because I'm not here Uh, It is half term, but uh, we will be back the following week. Um, In the meantime, please do subscribe to the podcast. Please do share it with friends. Leave us lots of comments. Um, You can uh, compliment James on his jokes uh, because they're far better than mine. And um, that is it for this week. So thank you very much, guys, and thank you for listening.